Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Odyssey of Learning podcast. My name is Hunter. And I'm Courtney. And we want to officially welcome you to our Scholar Showcase. I know we've been absent from putting out podcasts in a while, but that's because we've been doing some pretty special work with our scholars uh, here at Odyssey. Isn't that right, Courtney? Yeah, we've been busy. I, uh, you know, you'd think that not having a commute and getting to work from your home would make <laughs> you have like more time in your day, uh, but no. I still feel like I have less time. Um, and so it definitely has been a while since we've gotten to do a podcast, but there's been no absence of powerful conversations in my life. We've been, uh, you know, working with our scholars on daily Zoom calls to investigate activism throughout history and build a definition for the question, what makes good activism? Um, so our scholars have been, uh, you know, looking through a list of projects and selecting projects based on their personal topics of interest their current academic needs, what skills do they want to work on, right? And then finally, uh, what level of complexity do they want to put into this activism project? Do they want to do something that's going to be very straightforward, um, such as writing a letter to celebrate the activism work of a leader that they really admire, or something that's going to be multifaceted and complex, like designing a proposed event for uh, activism once quarantine ends. It's been really cool to have these conversations with scholars and see them take these project ideas and make them their own. How's it been going for you? I've been seeing a lot of the same, a lot of strong, powerful conversations, a lot of passionate conversations. I really love it when scholars select something that is near and dear to them, and they really take these efforts to heart. And I think what we're going to unfold for you uh, in the context of this podcast is just that same sort of effort uh, that we have been working with scholars towards producing. And we've now got some scholar podcasts to share with you. And I'm really super excited to use our platform in order to help their voice along and, and let their messages be heard. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I um, can't wait to see how they combine their passion and interests with their newfound knowledge of what makes good activism. It's like such a powerful moment of application. And uh, I'm grateful that they've rolled with the punches with us on this uh, assignment that was supposed to be very community facing right when we were going to be back at Odyssey. And so to envision it through this online platform is a testament to their flexibility and uh, creativity when it comes to showing their learning. So without further ado, we present to you our Scholar Showcase of Activism Podcasts. Hey guys, my name is Alexa Vega and I'm Crystal and in this podcast we're actually going to be talking about the homelessness in the LA County. So one of the things that stands out to me about LA is I feel like it's one of the, it's the one place on earth where you can find anything, anything at all. And it's a home to the rich and poor. A lot of good and bad takes place. You know, on what on one side they could be filming this really cool movie and on the other there's homeless people living there. You know, if you really think about it, the 
LA County is actually our community. So like to talk about like things like this is kind of saddening because that's like our community. We should be looking out for each other, like no matter who it is, you know? Yeah, like as I started doing more research, I don't know, I just started realizing how ignorant I've been living, you know, just because I don't know, I'm I'm not in their situation. So I take for granted a lot of the things that I have. And I don't take yeah. In, yeah, and I don't take into consideration how homeless people, you know, they're humans. You know, they're just like me and you. We could end up like them in just like the span of a week or a day or an hour. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I can agree. Because it's easy for people to be like, oh, it's not my problem. Why should I care? Yeah. In fact, L.A. has its own personal neighborhood just for homeless people. And it's called Skid Row. And I don't know, when I heard that, like, just the fact that they have their own neighborhood is alarming, you know, that, but. Yeah, they've created a whole, like, community to themselves. But according to the, as I started doing more research, um, according to the National Law Center on Homelessness and Poverty, there are top five reasons why people end up homeless. And the first one is due to lack of affordable housing. Because, honestly, the houses in California are really expensive. Like, really expensive compared to other places. Another one is obviously unemployment and poverty. One of the most significant ones that stood out to me was the people who have mental illness and end up in those positions because they have lack of resources. And also the goal. It goes the same for people who are in the position of substance abuse or they have drug addiction. Um, And one thing to keep an open mind is that homeless people are, like we mentioned earlier, they're humans. They are are me and you. And one day we can wake up and end up like them. No home, no food, no family, no resources. Life is unpredictable. It would be foolish to assume we are set on an easy road for the rest of our life just because we had different opportunities than others because life never stops changing. You know, homelessness has actually caused many environmental concerns. Um, and it's all because of, like, the trash and all, like, their things that they have, like, their own things can become, like, you know, junk. And sometimes it's dangerous, but, you know, like tents, tarps, and uh, broken down RVs and the unseemly sights, sounds, and smells of people living on the streets became inescapable, no matter where you lived or worked. I read that um, at last count, close to 90 uh, or 59,000 people lacked permanent housing across L.A. County. That's a uh, 12% from 2018. Meanwhile, in the city of LA, the number climbed 16% to more than 36,000 people. Most people lived outside, and according to recent time times analysis, um, it's becoming progressively worse and at a fast rate. With more people than previously reported pain or suffering by addiction and mental illness and physical disabilities as Alexa actually mentioned, we're at a point that 
that homeless people, sick and traumatized, spending their lives on the streets, are dying in record numbers. In 2019, it increased by a thousand people out of their homes. See, all that she mentioned, I never knew that. Like, I just assumed that it was, like, a couple people dying a year. But those numbers are really, really big. Yeah, it's really sad. And there's this um, quote that I found from... um. Uh, a lady but I don't know I forgot her name that she said you can be in a good neighborhood and it could be right around the corner so it could like literally like homelessness can be anywhere like anywhere you go yeah happen to anybody it doesn't matter where you come from so I started watching videos by this girl I can't pronounce her name but I'm gonna try to her name is Soraya Maronizi and she went to Skid Row and interviewed a couple of homeless people. And right off the bat, one of the things I noticed was that they have a sense of humor. And their smile was so enlightening, it was contagious. I was smiling as I was looking for the video, as I was looking at the video. I was like, I don't know. I could just feel his positive energy. And some of them even are, like, they're really rational. And they're really mature about their situation and they take ownership. And one of the favorite, my most favorite um, traits from them is that they keep it real with themselves and with you when you ask them questions. One of the stories that stood out to me the most, and I, I feel like will help make a point in our podcast, is this guy. He didn't mention his name, but he talked about how his upbringing was basically normal. You know, he loved his family. He loved his mom, and he was in a successful business. He said that his education went up to nine years in college, and that in just one night, he lost his wife, daughter, house, and car, all due to substance abuse. It's that easy. I feel like the most significant part about his interview is when he mentioned, life is a blur. The only life I know is the one right in front of me. How do you go about going into recovery and trying to be clean and sober when there is no reason? I'm not going to get anything back. There's nothing to live for. I try to kill myself using a full prescription of Xanax. These words is enough to show anybody the real crisis that is going on in just the city alone that he mentioned. Just one person out of Skid Row. Imagine how many people are living like this in our country and we're just letting it slip by. Another alarming thing he mentioned that goes along with what Crystal's point earlier was about the environment is that every 20 minutes, there's somebody, they're getting called over and over. I'm sorry. Every 20 minutes, there's, you can hear that. I even heard the ambulance in the background. They're coming for somebody who had an overdose. And over the span of five years alone, he's lost over 35 friends. Wow. You know, I... Yeah, that's crazy. And I personally didn't grow up in the best circumstances. So when I see these people, I see my family. It might not all be the same for all of us, but I know that in some way, shape or form, we can all relate to a homeless person, whether it's the to the good or the bad. That is why it is really important we pay more attention to these people. Even if the person you're helping doesn't appreciate it, Just the act of selflessness alone, you are fighting against the cruelty in this world. So problems with this, like the homelessness and what it does to the environment, 
um, a lot of people blame, like, uh, mental illness and drug addiction for the soaring numbers that, like, you know, that this happens to themselves. But, you know, I've heard that, you know, ex- experts say that it's only, like, part of the puzzle. Drug usage, like, obviously contains, like, needles and syringes. The syringes and needles people use to inject, like, drugs in, in, like, to themselves. And, you know, like, the worst part about that is, like, they're being left, like, all around the ground. And it could, like, cause locals to, like, injure themselves when they're, like, walking around, like, through the areas. As Alexa mentioned to me earlier, um, it's exposing communities to the idea of drugs. And she has also, like, mentioned to me that when she was researching that she saw a video that mentioned um, the needles from the syringes can actually poke through sneakers. So that's actually kind of dangerous. You know, I feel like one way maybe to, um, to solve that problem is probably like a community like service, like cleanup, but also like, you know, homeless, homelessness is actually a really a big problem especially like with all the like I don't want to say trash but obviously it kind of is yeah being like left all around I went on the website for the United States Interagency Council and they mentioned some solutions that I thought were really important but aren't being done enough and one of them are providing housing programs that give family access to resources and to find the support they need to reach stability and set goals in order to buy a house. Obviously, like I mentioned earlier, buying a house in California is really, really expensive. So that would be really important. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Integrating healthcare, which again, goes to my point earlier that, you know, some of the people end up homeless because they don't have resources. They don't have what they need to combat their drug addiction or their mental illness. Developing career pathway programs is an effective way to support individuals, you know, as they're in the process of moving out of homelessness. So, you know, they can attain a sustainable job and or employment. Also to strengthen crisis response systems. And that involves coordinating and reorientating programs and service to a housing first approach and emphasizes rapidly connecting individuals and families to permanent housing while mitigating the traumatic effects of homelessness. We also, one of the, another one that I felt was really important because this crisis does not only happen in LA, but all over our country, is recognizing that solutions to homelessness cut across federal, state, and local jurisdictions. We need to build a robust, robust interagency cross-sector approach to preventing and ending homelessness. By the way, I'm quoting this from their website. The most important one that I feel like, you know, must be brought up to not only our community, but maybe some politicians or the people in the government is we have to strengthen our ability to fight homelessness in the first place. You know, we really like, the website quotes, to do that, we must take a multi-sector approach that focuses on housing needs, housing stability, and risk of homelessness across many different public systems, which is basically restating the 
other solutions they had mentioned. And that also basically implies that the fact that when Crystal me- when Crystal earlier mentioned that, you know, it's increasing, that's basic, that statement is proof that there's nothing being, maybe there's a little being done, but on the large scale factor, there's little to nothing being done to prevent homelessness. It's just, it's barely it's like, enough. Yeah, it's, it's not being paid attention to enough. And honestly, it would be kind of funny to assume that people who are well off, like politicians, would honestly really care about homeless people when they're, you know, I understand that there's a lot of other problems going on in America, but this is this something. Is just, this is just one of the few, you know. Yeah, this is something really serious as well. Like um, the same guy that the the unknown guy that was being interviewed, he said that there's nobody that can help a homeless person better than a homeless person. There's no one who can help the addict better than the addict. Find a way. And don't give up on us because some of us haven't given up and I haven't. And it's really hard to say that. If you want to provide us help, provide us with a bus pass, but make sure to keep yourself safe. And the reason he said keep yourself safe is because, like Crystal said, you know, the needles. He said that he mentioned nurses walking around in sneakers, which is unsafe because the needles can pierce through the sneakers. If you watch the video, you can hear his disparity like you so yeah i've actually been recommended a youtube um channel i forgot what it was called but i know that supposedly that it's about the la you know homelessness and like the people they're being interviewed and most of those people are actually like really like famous or professional like doctors and nurses And then at the end, you see them there, like, giving out their story and why did they become, you know, like, homeless. I actually haven't, like, um, checked it out myself, but, you know, I've actually been told that, like, you know, people that were, like, all the way at the top ended up being, like, at the bottom. So, as Alexa mentioned earlier, you know, it could be anyone. But anyways, this is the end of our podcast so bye okay bye thank you